Happy Gaudete Sunday. If you were wondering why I'm wearing these vestments, we have the rose candle lit this week. It's a beautiful opportunity in the midst of this penitential season of Advent. I know it doesn't really seem that penitential because for the past like month and a half, we've been hearing Christmas hymns at every single storefront we've gone into. But we're still in Advent. We're not there yet. But we're anxiously awaiting, hopeful, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ at Christmas. And then we have a whole season of Christmas as well. Someone sent me a, an advertisement. And there was a, a minister of a, of a major church who decided that he was going to start his own church. So he sent out this one-minute advertisement, and it's, it's like all over, all over social media, all over YouTube and stuff like this. And, and he said, uh, I'm, I'm Father So-and-so, and, I'm, and I'm, um, I'm the founder of this new church. I can't remember the name of the church. It was very uplifting, very, very nice name. And he said, the bottom line is this. In our church, we don't talk about sin. We never even talk about sin at all. No sin here. We, our gospel is one of positivity. I said, okay, well, that's, that's nice. And for the next minute he went on, and I think he said positivity about six or seven times. And I said, okay, that's, that's great. That's nice to be positive. And yet, I was laughing because I just read this gospel with John the Baptist. And yes, he's positive, but he also has a message that is, gives reason for our positivity. And the reason for our positivity involves sin. That the Lord will free us from our sin. If you've ever seen that movie, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, there's, it begins with the ministry of John the Baptist. And here is this man who's so on fire with the Holy Spirit, he must tell everyone he meets, repent and change your lives. The Messiah is coming. It's actually a bit shocking. So he is proclaiming what Isaiah proclaimed in this first reading. That the Messiah is coming and he comes to free us from our sin. To break the chains of the sinner so that we may truly live. That is the reason for our positivity as Christians. That the Lord Jesus has loved us so much, and this is what we anticipate, that He comes to us. He is born of Mary in Bethlehem. That He lives here 33 years with three years of ministry. And He preaches and He teaches and He heals the sick. Heals those brokenhearted. And He goes through His passion. And He's killed. And on the third day He's raised. Our positivity comes from the fact that the Lord goes to such great lengths for love of us. That the Lord has come to free us from our sin. What does it say here in the book of the prophet Isaiah? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me, He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord. This is how our Lord announces Himself as the Messiah. You remember, He rolls up that scroll after saying what I just said. and says, this gospel is fulfilled in your hearing. We're so positive because the Lord has come to proclaim liberty to us, to the captives. To set us free from sin. 
That's the reason for our positivity. And that's what we celebrate today. Today we recall how good God is to us. So in the middle of Advent, we take a respite from our penance to be joyful, to rejoice in all that God has done, does, and will do for us. So if you'll permit me, I'll just spend a couple minutes talking about a few of the graces that God has done for us. God has been so good to us, brothers and sisters. The sacraments are a great way. Let's just go through the sacraments real quick. There's grace upon grace that God gives to us. In holy baptism, he allows us to be called beloved son, beloved daughter. He gives us new life in him. We are washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. We are called to heaven, called to be saints. In the beautiful sacrament of confession, we are reconciled to the Lord. His reconciling work continues personally for us. That our sins are forgiven and we can go in peace. We can begin again. We can make this profound act of love and humility and reconciliation with God. And I'm, these recent weeks I've been all of Advent. Every time I'm in that box, I'm busy. It's a beautiful thing. It's not, not a minute to myself in there. One person after another, after another, after another, just so full of love and receiving the Lord's mercy and leaving with a smile on their face. Let's rejoice in that, how good it is. Let's rejoice in the most profound gift of the Holy Eucharist when our Lord says, here I am, I'm yours, will you be mine? This is my body. And let's rejoice that there's an increased devotion and love of our Lord Jesus Christ and we're here to worship Him, here to love Him, here to receive Him. And it's just so beautiful to see so many doing that. Let's rejoice in that beautiful sacrament of holy orders. And that this year, 16 young men will be ordained priests for the Archdiocese of Washington. I'm going, please Lord, send one here. Asking you shall receive. Let's pray for it, brothers and sisters. Let's rejoice in that beautiful sacrament of holy matrimony by which the love of God is shown to the entire world. That husband and wife, yes, they receive that sacrament, they receive that sign of the Lord's love, of His grace, but in a particular way, they become a sign of the Lord's love in the middle of the world. That even folks who have never darkened the door of the church can experience the love of Jesus because they know you and your spouse and your children. How beautiful is that? Praise God. Rejoice in that beautiful sacrament. And rejoice that we've had so many weddings this year and so many more are planned. And so many folks have had their marriages validated in the church as well. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I want to share with you a particular thing that I'm rejoicing in, and that is in the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. A comforting balm for those who are sick, healing, both of soul and of body. And that profound sense of peace that comes when someone is getting ready to meet the Lord. It's not just for that time. If you're feeling ill, Ask for it. I think every, every weekend after, after Mass, after most Masses, I'm anointing somebody. Father, I've got a surgery coming up. 
Father, I really haven't been feeling well and the doctor doesn't know what to think. Anointing. Such a beautiful, beautiful thing that the Lord sent his disciples to anoint them with oil, to forgive their sins and to heal them. God has been so good to us. And in this particular parish, God has been so good to us this year. As we come to the end of the year, it's good to give thanks. You notice that Paul connects thanksgiving with holiness. He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. I love that line. It's the same verse, rejoice always and pray without ceasing. They're this one and the same. If you don't know where, how to pray, where to start, begin with rejoicing, thanking the Lord for his goodness to you. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. To give thanks, brothers and sisters. It's a game changer. It's one of the great secrets of the saints. So let me give thanks to God for you. Let me give thanks to God for growth in this parish, spiritually, and with the number of people here. Let me give thanks to God. If it's your first time home in a long time, welcome home. We're glad you're here. I want to give thanks to God for the fact that we're able to accomplish so much by the grace of God. God has been so good to us. Let's rejoice in his goodness. I keep going, all right, Lord, because new ministries are started all the time. There are new converts all the time. Let's rejoice in the great work that the Lord has done through you, through your many, 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 many hours of volunteering that allow us to do so, such great things in ministry and in maintaining the church and cleaning up an entire church over there. We have a veritable army of volunteers or maybe a navy of volunteers with this crowd. Thank you. I rejoice that the Lord has put on your heart this desire to be so charitable. I also want to thank the Lord and rejoice that we have such a tremendous school here at Our Lady Star of the Sea. And if you've been here for a long while, maybe 10 or 15 years, and you know that a while back the school was struggling, struggling with enrollment, struggling financially. For the past few years it hasn't been, brothers and sisters. We've been incredibly graced. Now our enrollment is 185 students. And the teachers and staff are phenomenal. And the school is entirely financially independent and has been for the past three years. It's an amazing thing. And I want to thank you and rejoice that by your generosity, that school stayed open so we can see the success that we see now. I want to rejoice in the fact that we have an incredible principal who is embarrassed that I am talking about her right now who is a wonderful professional and a dear friend and has such a passion for teaching, most especially the love of our Lord Jesus Christ for our children. I'm just scratching the surface, brothers and sisters, of those things we can rejoice in. I'm sure you have many, many, many more things to, to add. So on this wonderful Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice Sunday. 
Let's take a moment to give thanks to God. Rejoice in all the good he has done for us. Amen.